Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, football fans. It's your host, Cass, from Football Fan Rush Radio. I've got our co-host, Mike, on the line. We're both a little under the weather, so excuse us for a few coughs and sneezes. We are in the Midwest. It's a mini blizzard. It's freezing. It's absolutely um, great. Did, did you Mike, say good mini? good morning. Yeah, um, no, it is a mini blizzard because you know what we say. Anybody from Chicago that heard her say Anybody that heard her say mini blizzard virtually slap her uh, through the air because ain't nothing um, mini about it. <laughs> yes, it is. You just got in your car and drove. My SUV is yes, I, And I don't shovel it. <laughs> so there you go. It's, it's, it's drivable weather. We're used to it. It's Chicago. You know, Man. it be two years ago sitting on Lakeshore Drive when we couldn't move. So moving on. Yeah. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so we are going to kick yeah. it off. We're going to kick it off with the opener to Wild Card Weekend. Oh my gosh, what was that? Anybody that was that the most crazy. Go ahead. It, it was Anybody. nuts. It was like it, it was better than like the best movie I've seen. Uh, if somebody had said one Friday that one of the two first games will be a forty-five a 44 score, I guarantee you everybody would have picked Philadelphia and New Orleans. No way in the world folks would have picked KC and Indianapolis. It just wouldn't have happened. That was nuts. That was so, it was so intense. I mean, we're kicking it off with the Kansas City-Indianapolis game. The fact that they had the Colts down by 20 points. I mean, they just came out smashing despite the injuries. It was rough for me watching, like, Jamal Charles go down, like, at the very beginning of the game. In the first three He's minutes such a of great the game. Running back. Yeah, that, that was rough watching that. I was like, oh, my goodness. First three minutes pass. of the game, um, you would have said, okay, this is going to be a grind. It was not a grind. They said, okay, well, we'll continue to score. Yeah, it was, like, the first few minutes of the game, honestly, Indianapolis just wasn't figuring it out, but oh, when they did! Not in the and first I half. They, I kept telling, but 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 with what they had to deal with, especially with the whole issue that happened as far as Peyton Manning, they had to fight their way back for respect. They've come from behind several times. They almost spent a whole season coming from behind just to win the few games that they were able to take advantage of. They do not give up. I love the mentality that they have. They will not give up. And so that clock says all zeros, um, Denver Broncos. Hopefully you pay attention to that this year. Until the clock says all zeros, they're going to play football. They're, they're going to play like hard-nosed football no matter what. They're not going to Get shook. I mean, they really came to play. They didn't get down and out. You see so many teams, 
getting molly whopped like that, teams give up. They go on the side, start kicking rocks. Like I get paid this week, so is but they would they kept playing and they and the crazy thing was watching Alex Smith, especially in the final moments of the game. And I'm looking at the stats, and he's got four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got um with thirty. 30 for 46 completions. I mean, he did not have a bad game. And then you turn and you look at Andrew Luck's stats, and he's thrown three interceptions, and, and they still, they still pulled it off. They, oh After my that God, third interception, like, I, everybody was looking like, yeah, Andrew Luck, just pack it in. Even Andrew Luck was was frustrated with himself. You just knew he, was just gonna, he wasn't going to be able to get himself out of that frustration. Whew. Uh... uh all I'm going to say is, although they stayed with it, I will say that last touchdown, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And you can grab all of the puns in the world. Because that final touchdown where that final they, touchdown was, oh that final touchdown where, where he fumbles, and he fumbles straight to Andrew Luck. And then he runs and jumps and over everybody because they look right the ball. That, that, that was... Like, that was Sometimes it's better to be lucky to do it. That was the best movie I've ever seen. I won't say that. It was definitely, it was to me. It it was because I just, though I'm not an overall diehard fan of either team, I had been chatting all week and and blogging with and researching and doing so much with Chiefs fans. I kind of felt their little heart. So even in the blog I wrote, I was like, I just knew every Chiefs fan at halftime was like calling hot wired expedient. Like, yes, I want my room at the Super Bowl. Hold on, because it's still another half of football. And that's what happened. That that's that, literally what happened. Early, I was like, um, you guys. Early in the second half, was it? 38 to 10? 38 to 10 early in the second half. Although, yes, it's proven that you can come back. You're not supposed to be able to come back after that. Not that was like one of the best comebacks in, in NFL history. That that was amazing. It's come back what and was that won the third highest one comeback point. in NFL history. It it was. That's what it's you know, it's, it's stat wise, yes, but if you were watching that there's no way anybody would have thought that. I had to um send the paramedics to my friend's house. I I thought he had died. Oh, somebody somebody made the mistake I, of uh, being a Chiefs fan. Yeah, see, the only reason I wanted that's the Chiefs not a to win. Mistake. Oh my goodness! The only reason I wanted the Chiefs to win because I wanted them to get off that drought of last time they won a playoff game. Joe Montana was their quarterback. Well, it was a lot of things. I mean, and and even though they had a, a shocking season. There were still so many analysts and reporters and commentators saying, okay, they, they've had a great season sort of kind of to the very end, but they aren't the truth, and so they beat a playoff caliber team. So that's the mentality they went in there with, but they definitely weren't able to hang on to that mentality. But see, Jamal Charles, but see they, you know, also, they lost – they officially lost four players during the game. Right. They had, I was just about to say that. They also had – Another player they had to test to see if they lost during the game. They had already lost a couple of players before the game. The injury bug hit all at the worst top for Kansas City. 
Don't get me wrong. They weren't playing. But, but, they were playing, they were playing the Little Sisters of the Poor. And the, they were playing the Little Sisters of the Poor when they were winning. Oh, Lord. If that is a real place, we're sorry. We're very sorry. But not even just that they were playing the Little Sisters of the Poor. Even when they were playing a good team during a regular part of the season, they were playing a good team when a QB would be injured or the best player would, would have to sit out a game or be suspended. So they were getting lucky. But I still believe four players not injured and two players prior to the game not being injured, this is a different result. Because it's not – let's keep it real. They didn't get blown out. They lost by one point. Exactly. But – but and, and it's – yes, scores can sometimes be misleading. But in this instance, for them to lose by one point with the lead that they had, they came out despite, you know – losing a running back, and then at the, toward the end of the game, losing the backup running back for the running back that was already out. And, and the corners, I mean, it, it was just, it was, like, serious, and they still had well, this lead. They even opened the second half with a touchdown. You just knew, like, 38 to 10. That's it. <laughs> that's it. They took this one. And although they were losing players on offense, the offense wasn't the problem in the second half. It was the defense. And the defense was the problem going into the game. Yeah, that was another uh, major concern as to if they could advance in the playoffs. And as they advance, what's up with their defense? Like, can they even hold them? Because then as they advance, they're going to be coming up against teams that are much stronger, much more poised, much right. better. That's what I was worried about. Actually do it. Even if Kansas City had won that game, I was worried were they going to be able to survive because of how many right. people they lost. And they, shoot, they yeah, had already they, lost. Tamba Ali, it, ever since Tamba Ali went down late in the season, the team hasn't been the same. And their defense was what carried them. Alex Smith, was, That's what... Alex Smith was great. In, in this particular game, but let's keep it real. He was going out there not messing up. Tamba Ali was carrying them. Well, he went down, and so did the Chiefs. Yeah, they had an awful end to their regular season, but I just feel that was probably one of the best games that I've seen, and I've been watching, I think, I think a game was one when I was born. So... <laughs> I've been, like, watching football, studying football, part of football forever, and that was so intense. That was good. We do want to congratulate. So the doctor you one behind and you was mad because you couldn't see the score? Right, 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 exactly. I feel about I feel about him smacking me on my behind the way the people did when I wasn't born, but I have seen the stories and I hear them from my grandfather about the Heidi game. So, yes, <laughs> I'm intense with this. Very intense with this, but um, definitely congratulations to the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Nobody else thought you'd pull it off. You guys did. That was intense. 45 to 44. If I was a player, I just would have gone in the back and passed out. It's hard as I just played. Wow. I mean, so they advance. They go up against with the Broncos now, the Colts. Yeah. Oh, I got to buy some Yeah, that's going to be a game. Um, and the fact that uh, the Col—I mean, the Broncos—they lost some of their defense coming into the game. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah well. It's the it. end of the season. Like, I mean, some of the people missing. No, but, but it's all, it's 
No, why not? Like when I'm because that was boring. I thought of that game like one of those two-hour movies that you go see in like an hour and thirty minutes, and you're like, I really want my thirteen seventy-five back because this is terrible. And you get up to go, and you find out that the last thirty minutes is where all the action is. That is exactly what we watched yesterday, man. Fans of this show, if you were watching uh, Cassandra's tweets, oh, you were just dying laughing. You were cracking. I mean, it has to be intense about it. It was. I'm so serious though. The Saints and the Eagles game was very weird to me, and I will be honest. And I did tweet this, and you know, thank you for everyone that thought it was funny. But I so was wondering if Drew had like mistakenly taken that Nyquil instead of that Dayquil because in the first quarter I was like, um. Yeah, you. The mm, night like I started hearing the piano music like mm, I think he. Mm, yeah, it wasn't right. Like I was like, this is not Drew. Like, what's going on? They told you you have to play today. It was a wild card, right? I was very confused. It, it was. I just couldn't believe. Like, the Eagles. Have, I won't say lackluster play, did, but the Eagles didn't want to tackle. If it was a running back on the field, they decided they didn't want to tackle. I didn't even really and, understand what was going on for a while. So, considering I, mean, I had to starve my dogs during the first game, I thought it would be good for them to eat, like, the first half of the Philly Sunday. I saw somebody post that Mark Ingram running in that particular game was looking like Mark Ingram during his uh, Heisman Trophy winning season. And I'm sitting there like, am I watching the same game? It just looked like no, he was not tackled. That was the weird thing to me, though. The Eagles defense really was not good. So watching the Eagles defense, I'm not even say they were struggling. They just so many missed tackles, missed opportunities, so many completions from, from Breeze to, like, the, the sprolls. And, and they just, like, nobody was there. I was like, so... Darren Sproles was trying to look like he, Darren Sproles thought he was Maurice Jones Drew and doing a bad imitation of him. Oh wow, that's yeah, yeah. People yeah. listen to this. I said show. it. Oh. I said that. Okay. Well, you know, it was yeah because <laughs> I was so happy with anybody that got a touchdown. I was like, this is great. Man, that game was but boring it was, it, in the first half. Well, but you're going to get games like that. like and, and considering it probably maybe it wasn't boring, but look at what we had just come off of. Look at the intensity that they had. I'm follow. telling you. I mean, that even happens in the that, regular season. I can see a 3.30 game and, like, be so pissed at the 7.30 game. Like, really? Really? I, I got to work this game. That game it made, just happens. That game made me want to turn to the Bulls versus Atlanta Hawks game, basketball game. I turned you to the Bulls and like Hawks them. basketball game, the and then I immediately turned back, like, why did I turn to this crap? And I'm a Bulls Yeah, because you're probably, like, the only person watching that. But. Mm. Oh, so, anyhow, God. go ahead. Break, break down from your from your point down everything that you saw in the Saints and the Eagles matchup, where who went wrong, who went right, and just the fire 
That's the team's positive think, at the end of the game. I think that the Eagles came into that game expecting it was going to be easy, thinking, okay, the Saints can never play well outside of their stadium. I think the uh, the Saints came into that game just happy to survive that game so they could say they finally won a road playoff game. Um, cause, because literally, if they're going to have a chance in the next round, they're going to have to play better than that. Drew Brees, Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton was the only one that looked like he came to play, and he was a coach. I was going to say, Sean, 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 you know, Sean was a little excited there. It was just, um, I don't, no team can ever say that they were caught off guard. Like, you know, you have to play. They just did not initially seem like they were ready. No, they, they did not. Not at all. Ready, and I was very confused. I really was. So, the Saints come out on top. And we're all, we're definitely shocked about it. I, I was, go Saints, <laughs> who that? So <laughs> You're that excited? <laughs> you sound really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. So they get you to now so their makers. They get to um, visit the Panthers, and I will definitely be front and center for that because they now have that with the Panthers. I'm an undercover Panthers fan. Okay. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be all over the Colts and the Broncos. But to, we have more matchups. We, we have a matchup that is about as many inches under snow as we are here in Chicago, and that is the Packers and the 49ers. Of course, Lambo is all clear right now. But I I'm so looking forward to the 49ers, to the 49ers destroying the Packers today. What? I'm going to speak it into an existence. I'm a Chicago Bears what? fan, so I will never, never. Are you just saying the, the 49ers are going to, we're going to destroy the Packers? Yes, that's what's going to happen. The team, it's going to the like team that like their star quarterback, and we we don't even know half the people that play for the team and they are now in the wild card and the 49ers are going to destroy them in like 17 degrees week one, weather. Week one, all I, the players were there. I understand the rationale. I, tell I, me? I, I, my rationale, right now, I would be rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Packers if that were possible. It's the Packers. Go. So? You can't deny what the Packers have done this season. I don't even know how they did it. I, no, 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 no. But they what did, and they're deny, sitting in the wild What card. I can't deny, what I can't deny is how good of a player, uh, Aaron. Uh, you making me say this? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is, is a phenomenal quarterback. He you can't deny really, how good he's Aaron an elite quarterback. Is. And I know he's the, he's the new A Rod. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. That's the only thing you'll get me to say. What? Eddie Lacy, Ricky Eddie Lacy? I don't I like Eddie Lacy. Matthews, Jordan. I don't Matthews. like Clay Matthews. You want to ramble, Cobb? Let's go. What you want to do? Like we can do this. And no, I'm not you a can do that. Fan, and you know this. You, you can do that. This. But honestly, today looking at the matchup, definitely the Packers are no stranger to the weather. If anyone's ever been to Lambeau Field in the wintertime, God bless you because I've been one of those people. It's extremely cold. They're used to the elements that they will be playing in today. Snow or no snow, they're used to playing in that type of weather. 
Well, one of the things when they were talking about, uh, uh, when they were talking about the blackout rules and uh, those tickets not being sold out in Green Bay, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, it's going to be cold in Green Bay. That's all it is. I got this 60-inch HD TV at home, beer by the caseload, and wings and hot dogs rocks for days. I have that on one hand versus sitting in the cold. And I tried to get in here. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, I understood that. But I understood that from the standpoint of the Packers situation, but then there were still other games that didn't sell out. That was that was of a concern. But when I mean, we're looking at this matchup, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the matchup. Okay, I'll allow you to get back <laughs> to the matchup. Uh, so when we're looking, looking at, at this matchup, matchup. Um, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm thinking that the Niners are going to win, not not because of my fandom against uh, the Packers. The Packers' defense is beat up, and to be honest without some late-game heroics and some and some bad plays by the Bears, the Packers would be at home. The Bears did everything they wanted to on offense in that final game. So I'm, I tend to believe the, the Niners will have the Packers' number today. The worst, really? thing going against, the worst thing going up against the Niners today is that this game is in Green Bay. Um, I think it's going to initially be, or it can be. It does initially have the potential to be a really good game. I just don't think it's the greatest matchup. I just think the veteran play and the leadership of having Aaron Rodgers back is one of the biggest game changers. I mean, when I compare him to Colin Kaepernick, I do like Colin. I know and see what Colin can eventually become in the league as a premier quarterback. But right now, what we see from Aaron Rodgers, just just as you mentioned, the defense has been an issue since the start of the season. There were players that were, you know, especially one specific player that was gone due to free agency. But the defense has this season been holding one by a, a purse string, and they've still been able to pull it out. I mean, even when Aaron Rodgers went down, with the injury and the season right at the best part of the season, they still had to figure it out. Now, a couple games, we were wondering if they were going to figure it out, and Matt Flynn, bringing Matt Flynn back, and they eventually pulled it together, and they hung on with Matt Flynn to actually be victors in quite a few games at the end of the season. Now, seeing Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, he's a little shaky, but it was his first game back. He did not do mm-hmm. horrible, but just to see him do that well, just on his first game back, and now he's had time to be prepared for what he's going up against when it comes to the See, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not picking against the Packers based on their offense. I think Aaron Rodgers and Eddie Lacy are going to do their thing. I'm not taking that away from them. I'm saying the, I'm saying the Niners are going to do their thing because the defense lost some more players in the final few weeks. And, and see, and they, I've seen, couldn't I've hold seen, water, they couldn't hold water last week against the Bears. They held something. No, they they outscored the Bears because the final score was 33 to 28. That's not holding anything. Well, I mean, that's like saying that about the Kansas City Colts game last night. 
Yeah, that did. I mean, I it, it, appar- they didn't hold anything. Apparently, they, they, they didn't. So why wasn't Chicago able to take advantage of that then? Um, I can I can run down a long list of things that Chicago did. And we stupid. are because to end this show, to wrap the show, we are going to talk about your the whole buzz of Chicago, the Jay Cutler contract signing. That'll end. I mean, show. we can talk about that. I, later, I know. I've, like I've got summer. some. I've got some but some of just some of the things the like the like the idiot move of not going to jump on the ball after you don't go jump on the ball for a fumble you don't go tackle the other guy you play until the whistle no one ever blew a whistle all right that's one thing so when the Jay Cutler uh, if you look at about the Bears we're gonna talk if you about look at, that no, no, we're gonna talk you asked me okay. you asked me how come that the Bears didn't survive um, there's this player called Chris Conti that the Bears, for some dumb reason, want to re-sign. We have a Bears section, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be probably about ten minutes before the end of the show, so stay tuned as we let Mike, our co-host, get out all of his Bears emotions. The same thing <laughs> that every Bears fan that I've run into just about is stealing. So we're going to wrap up our thoughts right now on the San Francisco Packers matchup. I do think it's going to be a good game. Yes, um, the elements and I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to I be a do. I think I think the Niners. Are I don't know take, if it's going to be a high out of game. it early. It, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be a high scoring game, but have you ever no. seen in sports sometimes when one team just mm-hmm. takes over early that the that that is boring because the game is over early, similar to what we thought happened yesterday of Kansas City versus Indianapolis. I just don't think – I basically think the whole first half is going to go the way Kansas City and Indianapolis went yesterday. I just don't think the 49ers are going to fall apart in the second half. You get my point? I, yeah. I, I don't say that you're agreeing, but I, I literally think that 49ers are going to jump out early and it's gonna, just going to be boring after that. Okay. We'll have to see. We'll definitely be able to see. But I am not giving up on the Packers. I'm not giving up. I I can't. I won't. I refuse. We'll not be giving up on the Packers. I would love to see the Packers advance. But, of course, everyone wants to see a rematch, the 49ers and the Seahawks. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a game for your, yeah, for that. It might or it might not be. So we'll just have to, we'll see, because even when I look at how the teams match up, we're, like, so dry. We're really sick because we're never this dry. We're, like, really ill. Thanks, Robitussin. I have no life. Um, I'm waiting to so get anywho, the, uh, I'm, 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 I was dreaming about I'm, hot toddies last night, and I had no alcohol. I think I had some of, like, Drew Brees' NyQuil that he had took at the beginning of the game. <laughs> so... So, you know, I, I think it's going to be, as far as looking at it on paper, as far as looking at the stats, the matchup, honestly, with the exception of rush yards per game, the Packers, weird, statistically, have the edge. But we're just going to have to see how it all matches up. I mean, we got another game. We got a game that I'm just, I just feel like the Bengals are going to take it, but you have the Chargers and the Bengals match up as well today, and I just, I can't see the Bengals not taking this one. I can't. I, I can't see the Chargers figuring it out either, but I will, I, yeah, to, I will give it to Phillip Rivers. In the second half of this season, he has decided, okay, I'm going to put you all on my back. 
So if it's a close game, it's because Phillip Rivers has another phenomenal game, which you can't ever really count Phillip Rivers out. But no, you can't. But, but then, I'm you know, leaning like, toward. Well, I'm leaning definitely towards the, the Bengals because that first week loss to the Bears uh, that the Bengals had was not indicative of their whole season. I mean, and another AJ, thing is, I said AJ Green. Uh, another thing, sorry, the Bengals didn't lose at home or lose a home game all season. They did not lose a home game all season. I think a few people uh, I don't noticed, expect um, with with the Bengals quarterback situation going into the wild. Yeah, game. I I can see that, but I don't. I'm I would say that might rear its ugly head in week in the second week of the playoffs. I'm less worried about that this week. If you, you see what I'm saying. All right, so we're both like, I guess it's pretty obvious with us. I guess we're on the Bengals bandwagon today. Go Bengals! No, I won't say that. We just think the Bengals. This is the only. This is the only day that I'll be saying that. You are a great team, though. Cool fans, but I just, I don't, I don't see. I see the Chargers hurting themselves more than winning the game with the penalties, the mistakes, the hoping that Philip Rivers is. The Philip Rivers we want to see today, so I just I, I really think well. Also, I just think the I just think if you look at the talent numbers and the talent matchups, I think the the overall talent the Bengals outnumbered the overall talent on uh, on the Chargers, and it, and, and sometimes you just and, yeah, looking you just at the game, but it's so weird when you look at the, the stats and the overall comparison, like they're not that far behind, and it's it's you know it's, it kind of I mean. When you look at if you look at the stats and you look at it on paper, because I understand the difference between what's on paper and what actually happens in the game, but the Chargers actually have the edge on the Bengals, believe it or not. So it's it's a game that we're gonna have to see. This one, in my opinion, is honestly who wants it more. And I think the the Bengals already have the mentality of they're ready to play the next game in the playoffs. Like they in looking in the interviews, um, a lot of radio interviews press conferences, they, they just feel like they've taken this. Well, they're not taking it for granted, but they're just mentally prepared to go in and just smash and get ready to advance. You know, they they, so they might, already feel like we're going to play the Patriots, and that's all that, you know, I that's their focus. I just want Marvin Lewis to win this game. If I am a fan of anything that has to do with the, the Bengals, I'm sick and tired of Marvin Lewis losing well, so what's your pick? So are we both taking the Bengals for that one? Yes, we are. All right. So we are going to move on because not only did we have intense excitement last night in the wild card game openers, but we also saw some pretty good bowl games and some pretty good shockers. And Freaking I, um, I, I, I was yelled at because I – Went ahead and was like, you know what? I am going to support Oklahoma, and I'm going to oh, see, support the Sooners. I did not see that coming. I did not. AJ and McCarron just did not look like did not look like AJ McCarron in that game. Oh did my not. gosh, you did not look. Did not. Did not and look. I got so much Twitter slack. I got phone calls from players I know. Oh, you're gonna have egg on your face. So I was stopping around my living room and it was all over because and it, it I, wasn't even yeah, like AJ did not have it. It wasn't game. a blowout, but it wasn't close. It just didn't look close at all. 
just the eye. It wasn't. It, it was. It was very. It was. It was very very lopsided. Oklahoma and just proud. looked like the better team. They were the better team. I'm proud of everything they did on defense. I mean, how many times did AJ go down? Like, I, I was really, really, really proud of them. So if you are a Sooner and you love the Sooners, today you can stand up, beat your chest, and drink Kool-Aid. See, I'm that a Bama fan. Really, well, I'm a Bama know, fan. I like Bama Nick fan. Saban. I, yeah, you don't like Bama. Bama. You like Nick Saban. I'm a Bama fan. I'll admit it. I do like I'm a Bama Saban. fan. I'm a Bama that fan. That was a really good game, though. Um, the one that hurt my feelings was the Orange Bowl, <laughs> Ohio State versus Clemson. And I picked Clemson. And every per, every Ohio State fan I talked to on the Internet and verbally all said the same thing. And I know why we all felt this way. It's just because we were Ohio State fans. But I swear, like, the commentators sounded like they were Clemson fans. I swear they sounded like Clemson fans. Had nothing to do with what was going on on the field. Had a whole lot to do with what was going on on the field. They don't listen to them. They can't hear them. So, uh, Clemson, oh, my God, I guess it's I picked them. But now I mean, that I am was a great back. game. I'm, I'm fully back. Look. My college, I'm everything in my house, I've, I've supported the Sooners. They won. I supported Clemson. They won. But um, no nation. See, Florida State. Uh, in, you in will the not be me from talking about my school. Uh, in the Big Ten, uh, my my school rarely is on bowl uh, playing. Well, they've never played a BCS bowl game in the BCS era. Um, University of Illinois. So I usually have to pick another Big Ten school. And if you're a Big Ten fan and you're just a Big Ten fan, you're usually rooting for Ohio State. Now, if you're a Big Ten fan of a specific school, you're usually picking Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State. Ohio State got that. I'm sorry. Feelings hurt. They got their feelings hurt. They lost the last two games of the season. First they lose to Mm. Michigan State. And don't get to don't get to go to the BCS championship because of it, and then they lose again the following week to Clemson, and which made I'm had everybody talking about how overrated Ohio State was all season. They lost the last two games. Well, I'm not going to say they were overrated because they, one they lost to the number one defense in the country um, in Michigan mm-hmm. State. The, the yeah, eventual yeah. winners. Yeah, the eventual winners of uh, of the Rose Bowl, and then they lost to Clemson, a team that is not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> I mean, but Boyd, like it's like a butt there somewhere. There is no butt <laughs> there. It just I don't like watching the Big Ten lose. It's never fun to watch the Big Ten lose ever. All right, well, I mean, as I. It was a shootout. As yeah. I put on my Florida State sweater. So, yay, no nation. FSU. So, okay. we still were something to I know you want to move on. This show is allergic to anything related to Florida State. She can't talk about anything Florida State related. No, not going to happen. Uh, even though I'm a fan of Jameis. Winston, I just want to mess with her. 
She can't talk about Florida no. State. Everybody else can. I can't. <laughs> okay, let me start putting pictures of the school up. Hold on. Let me get this sweater. You don't want me to talk about it? I'll just tweet about it. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Yeah, all the Auburn fans of this show will stop listening just because of that. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, my family goes there. Like, I just sent another child there. She's got a little cousin uh, there. I know because they sent us a bill. So <laughs> I'm just, you know, I am where I am. I have, I have a Michigan State, Auburn, Gremlin, Texas Tech family, and I didn't go there. Uh, so, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So moving right along, we down have, we have, you'd be re- if it all came down to all of those schools, your top two, you left Michigan out of it. You'd be rooting for Michigan no, versus Michigan. Florida State. I heard you say I'm Michigan like, State. Like, you mean when I have attended there? No. I don't understand. No, you, you, if oh, you like, would choose between all of the above, oh, Florida goodness. State would be your number one choice. I know this. What I, I, I don't understand the question. You asked me no, 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 in the morning. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna let you get your Bears fandom out because you have some Bears followers and listeners and questions about the Jay Cutler okay. deal. Okay, let 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 let's. I'm gonna leave the Jay Cutler part for last because that that okay. part is a rant within itself. Okay. Why? Drink some water. Drink water. Why? Do you even consider re-signing Chris Conti? Why would you not consider cutting Chris Conti? Why do you not consider cutting Major Wright? Everything I've read since then, since that game, have been praises about these two players. Everything is good. I'm like, have you watched this season? They are horrible and were horrible. The biggest problem with that season was not Jay Cutler. I mean, there are people that are Jay Cutler fans. There are people that were McCown fans. There are people that are fans of just rooting against Chicago's starting quarterback for the sake of it. But the problem was the Bears' defense, and the biggest problem of the Bears' defense, to me, was the safety. Now, some people would say, well, the defensive tackle was the biggest problem. Well, the defensive tackle position was injured all season. Let's keep that real. Well, the linebackers were a problem. The linebackers were a problem. Well, uh, some of them were injured and some of them were rookies, so time should heal that problem. Uh, well, what about what about Peanut Tillman's cornerback uh, position? Well, he was injured all season, so we can't hold that against him. Uh, so the healthy position were the safeties, and they were horrible. They couldn't oh. tackle anybody. They oh. couldn't. They, they were kept letting everybody get on the other side. Like, of you them. Didn't How, even want to How are you the safety? Like, wait, wait, stop. Right down there, you don't want to say, like, somebody's knee was sore or, or like, right ankle. I'm just trying to help them out. I'm looking out for, for content. The healthy I'm position. Everybody has bumps yeah. and bruises by week 16 and 17. But in general, the healthy position on defense, the healthy position on defense <laughs> was, was the worst position. The safeties were horrible. I mean, I guarantee you, if I ever met Major Wright 
and Chris Conti, and they call me out because they listen to this show, I would literally have to say, well, did you watch the same games? Did you look at you guys on tape? Because literally, I'm not going to say that they are horrible in general. And I would love to be wrong, and then they came back and had all pro seasons next year. But in this season, they were horrid. Horrid. So, now, okay, so, yes, no, no, they, they, they weren't great. They were not stellar at all this season. And I honestly, in the initial press conference earlier this week, that was sort of mentioned. They did not, did that press conference get overall praises, so they did not. But, so now we know there's a safety issue. What should the team do? Because I'm going to let you get it all out. So, so the Vikings have their chance. Draft, safeties, and defensive tackles. Okay, so now you're looking at the amount of money that they have. They've all, they I'm going to address something that you already uh, sound like you were leading to, um, mm-hmm. talking about money they've spent. Now, right. whether I agreed or disagreed with the Robbie Gold contract, um, for those that don't know, let's refresh the memory, he was signed to a four-year, $15 million contract with a $9 million guarantee. Whether you agreed with that contract or not, when you look at the contract that Tim Jennings, the Pro Bowl safety from last season, eventually signs, he ends up signing a contract that's not much more. I think it was, what, $22 million for four years with $11.8 million guaranteed? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. that's barely more than Robbie Gold got. And then what Robbie Gold, yeah. Jennings was the one... Shining example of the defense that actually came to play all season. So we spent money on that. We're running out of money. Uh, we're going to have to cut or renegotiate Julius Peppers because his cap hit, I think, is somewhere um, in the $16 million I, you know range. I, I, if the Bears were without Julius, if I, I think that would – they need that. They need that money. Julius is an amazing player. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, they need that done money. Well. He was a great addition and pickup. Yeah, they, they do. And there's some other players that probably won't make it back. I mean, won't make it back, you know. I think Lance Breeze will they, make it back. I don't well, yeah. think uh, Peanut Tillman is going to make it back. I don't either. I don't think Peanut's going to make it back. I think... Major Wright should be cut, but that that doesn't sound like that's going to happen. I think they just renegotiated with Chris, Chris Conti. What's that? Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess it's time to talk about this uh, this contract they gave Jay Cutler. Now, mm-hmm. for those that have listened to the show early in the year, you all thought I was crazy for saying offer him eighty to ninety million. I didn't think that he would get anything more than that. Okay? Uh, now, that's if you believe in signing him. Now, my personal thought was franchise him for one year. I've heard other people say, let him go into free agency and sign McCown to a short-term contract and draft the QB next year. That also works as well. I don't think anyone on this planet saw a $126 million contract with $54 million guaranteed going for Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's keep something real. 
I don't even think if he had went into free agency to Tennessee, would he have gotten that? So literally, yes, you usually have those types of contracts when you expect a bidding war. I saw no bidding war coming. Jenny yeah, yeah. saw that contract and said, yes, I will sign it. You need me to sign it in blood. I would not have, you know, doubted Tennessee if, if there was going to be any major bidding war interest. I think Tennessee would have would have bid, and I think we would have stood a chance to lose them to Tennessee. But I did not expect 126 with 54 guaranteed. That is Joe Flacco no. and Tony Romo money. I mean, Tony. Wow. Just wow. The I only didn't thing see that I hope. Um, the only thing that I hope. The only thing that I hope is when Brandon Marshall's contract comes up, do we pay him? <sighs> Which, of course, is something that I am specifically going to be on the lookout for. You know why. But, yes, I, I, I will be looking to see what happens. That's well, I, to me, that Jay Cutler contract seven years. doesn't make sense if you don't, if you don't keep uh, Brandon Marshall. That's the only contract that doesn't make sense to you? Because no, it's not the only one. I'm just saying it. It yeah. doesn't make sense at all. It lose. Okay, it already doesn't make sense. It loses sense. It loses <laughs> even more sense if you don't keep Brandon Marshall. Does that sound a little better? Oh, really? I just my child told me that it, it loses. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we now learned today that a contract can actually lose its sense. So keep that in mind as the 2014 season approaches and right. you realize how other contracts have lost their sense as well. So, okay, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job with that. We, 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 we've got to see how it plays out. I definitely know Bears need to do major work on defense. This is the home major of one of the most work. legacies for defense. But I think by bringing Trespin in, they're really focusing more on having a complete offensive game. Especially considering right. Chicago is one of the few teams that is stellar quarterbacks just don't that don't come it. here. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> the Bears' focus. They so don't come here. It, it definitely I mean, wasn't not their focus. I mean, literally, they, I never understood why the Bears didn't go after Drew Brees oh, when he was when he yeah, was. No, you understood. You understood. Well, you know why. Uh, Jerry, but but horrible, on, on top of that, I just can't see them letting the defensive falter away. And so there are so many hints when you look at different storylines and everything that I go through in a day, the research, but I'm like 16 different people because I have to blog from 16 different angles. And what's up with Mel Tucker? Like, is he going to officially be gone? Are they really trying to force him to shop himself to other teams. I mean, you, you kind of hear the hints that we're looking into and we might be interested in. So was the, the defensive debacle for the Bears this year, was it all or should it all be on Mel Tucker's shoulders? I don't think it is, but I'm looking at Mel Tucker being a casualty of war. Sometimes it's, it's just not right, but the results weren't there, whether they were his fault or not. Now, me personally, the person I wish the Bears could have signed has already signed in Tampa. So, uh, no, no Leslie Frazier. <laughs> that is, 
Oh, Tampa is coming together so well. Congrats, Lovey. Definitely for me. Congrats, Leslie. I mean, Tampa is coming. They, they, oh, that's going to be something. No, Leslie, no, 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 Leslie Frazier. So, since we couldn't pull off the Leslie Frazier, I would be okay with keeping Mel Sucker because I can't see anybody else leaving where they are to come to Chicago. Because the teams that I would like a a defensive coordinator to come from. Uh, those defensive coordinators are interviewing for head coaching positions. Because I wouldn't mind to have the defensive coordinator from, let's say, uh, Seattle. Hmm, that would be a good uh, defensive coordinator to have. I wouldn't mind a well, defensive but, coordinator to yeah, come from, let's right. say, uh, San Francisco. Huh? Well, they can't talk to him now. I mean, Seattle's. Kind of busy. Happily playing ball. Yeah, they're a bit. Right. They're, they're not kind on of the busy. couch yet. So right, they're kind of busy. They, they can't. Well, literally, I think well, I think the Bears are going to allow Mel Tucker to to interview, and if he leaves, he leaves. If he stays, he stays. Now, the problem that I have with that is you never should let your coach decide your fate. You should decide your own fate. Um, next thing that I would say is uh, Tampa looks like they're trying to build. I just wish. Well, you, you, well, you know, welcome back. I wish. Well, I wish. I wish got the Bears Leslie, you, you know, you, uh, you got sort of there's the offensive coordinator. I mean, they actually I mean, have, I would, even as far as players. I would have loved for Rex Ryan to have gotten fired. Um, although I didn't think he deserved it. Then the Bears go hire Rex Ryan again. We have the return of the Ryan family to Chicago, although I doubt that will ever happen. I would not have had a problem with the, to, the, to any part of the Ryan family returning to Chicago. <laughs> All right, so any part. break it down. So your, over, your overall thoughts, are you happy with Jay's contract? No. No, right? I'm not happy with it. But I, 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 I will say this. I, I'm not happy with it, but I'm one of those Chicago fans that, that are like, okay, the contract's fine now. Get over it. It's time to move on. Let's concentrate, let's concentrate on the defense. He's our quarterback. Because although he may not make it to seven years, no, but, he's at least okay. our quarterback for four. <laughs> so Do you honestly, well, well, we'll see because he'll have quite a few NFC North defenses. That, well, he'll, he'll, he'll start the season. Oh, I see what you're saying. You said he might not last <laughs> physically. He last. might not. He might not make it. But um, when we, well, <laughs> I, I think he'll last because I got confidence in the Bears' offensive line. It, it got better this year, and it will only continue to get better. That's what I'll say. I, I, I I'll what? be confident that he can last. You don't think so? Okay. You don't think he got better this year? Um. Yeah, Jay Cutler didn't, didn't spend his time on the back all season like he had in the previous two seasons. Previous three or yeah, four his seasons. His footwork also looked a lot better coming into the season, too, because he kind of realized yes. he was working with they not the truth, so let me move around after the pocket. So it, it did. <laughs> and his arm, honestly, really, the O-line is not the truth. They, even if they've gotten better, like, okay. Um, I mean, they're, they're not the truth, but they got, they got better. They got much yeah, better. Yeah, we didn't trust them. 
He did not trust them. He did not believe the hype. <laughs> but, okay, so overall, so do you think, because I'm trying to ask you questions based on just the different questions that are coming in for you now. Is drafting and replacing the defense with babies, with, with rookies, is that the answer, or should they look yes. for more veteran players? Yes. No. And I want to build the defense. Build the def- The prop. I would like to build the defense through the draft. The only question is, can Phil Emery draft defensive players? Because his only defensive player that he drafted has not looked all that great so far, and that's uh, Shane McClellan. On uh, his claim to fame is injuring uh, Aaron Rodgers. Other than that, he, he he did have a great game. He had three sacks in that game. Um, but let's keep it real. Uh, Green Bay's offensive line has never been good, so um, we can't even we can't even say that he did much in that game. So if he proves that he can draft well on defense, I would love to build the defense through the draft. I mean, literally, I think Jonathan Bostic will end up being good. I know a lot of people that don't like him. Like, well, he's a rookie; he wasn't even supposed to be the starter. He wasn't supposed to play. That just happened. I, yeah, I, I think I got I, faith in Jonathan Bostic. Right, I got, I got faith in in Bostic and the other rookie, uh, the rookies that are on our team. As a matter of fact, we have four rookie starters this year: two on offensive line and two linebackers. So, I would like to build the build the defense through the draft. If you look at other NFL teams that have built their defense through the draft. They have phenomenal defenses. Look at uh, look at the defense that the Giants have historically had. Look at the defense that the uh, the Baltimore Ravens have had. Look at the defense that the Seattle Seahawks currently have. Look at the defense that the 49ers have. These are all defenses that have built through the draft they consistently keep good defenses because they're built through the draft. Well, we're going to have to see what Emory does because Emory's got a lot on his plate coming up in the draft. And, his, and I know as we get closer, we're going to have our own, we're going to have our own mock draft. We're just the biggest problem draft for the NFC North. Another problem I think Phil Emory has to deal with, and I will compare it to politics and George Bush and Barack Obama, whether you like Bush or not, and whether you like Obama or not, what one thing that most people will agree with is the fact that whatever Obama had to do, there was a lot that he had to undo once he came in office. And, I and that's, that's that, going to be a big thing, though, right? That, and that's mean, the, that's the exactly what... Kind of culture. I mean, even with Levy... Right, and Lovey and Angelo had with their their regime. Yeah, Yeah, they they didn't. They had their regime. So now Tressman and Emery have to have to redo or fix because now we're still dealing with a lot of contracts that are now ending all at the same time. Yeah, that's 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 the issue. That's at the fault of. And I know next week, our you know, because this week we're focusing on the Bears. Next week we're going to take a really really good in-depth look at the Vikings the following week, what's going on with Detroit. I'm not sure if they'll have, like, a coach or anything by then, but we're just going to just really break down 
the different teams. We're, we're going to, like today, we're going to give each one a half hour. And so this one, I wanted to dedicate this one to the Bears because right now it's the most chat that we've had, the most chatter that we've had all week, the most comments, just everything's flowing about this team. So I wanted to give people a chance to send us their questions and allow Mike, the co-host, to really get them out and get some answers and, get, like, really express get, get passion out. for what's going on. <laughs> because I think right about now, though, you know, I'm from Chicago, so I've watched the Bears all my life. Yes, I am a Vikings fan. But right about now, just, just the postseason for the Bears since the 2006 season has just become redundant. Like, every well, no, the see, the 2010 season was a good season. People keep forgetting okay. about 2010. No, we we don't we don't for, we don't forget about it. But I felt like that was a season that they they did they did a much better than expected. But you, you right now, the Bears fans in Jefferson City, Chicago, has like the Super Bowl shuffle issue, and they are like losing it to a point where they're like it's it's the same thing. Oh my God, our quarterback out before. Playoffs, we got to wait well, a while. Well, I mean, Chicago and so they, they really want, now that changes have been made at the head coaching position, Jay Cutler has secured this contract. There's a new GM, so we're really going to see his draft ability because we know what's there with Angela. They're expecting to now finally get their money's worth. Well, Chicago fans, Chicago fans are just happy we have a good hockey team. <laughs> That's what we have to hold on to right now because no, literally between, <laughs> I mean, literally between, uh, between Garrett Grove not being able to play and the Bears not being able to figure out what they want to do, you end up having to root for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. You can well, never really root for the Bears Cubs. pull it together. So we'll be all over it. We're, of course, as we get close to draft time, we're going to have our own mock draft as to who should go where and why and what position should be filled because that will also be the time when we see what happens with free agency and which veterans go where and why and and who the team loses. See, so as we get closer, we'll... In a mock draft, mm-hmm. I, the players that I would draft are not going to be available. <laughs> well, you know, at, right, if you look today, but you, you, you don't know. You you don't know, and and the players that you right now in your head are thinking you want to draft. You have to see if Emory picks. I know Jadavian Clowney is not going to be available. So, but, <laughs> but that might no, not be Jadavian. where the Bears are. That might not be where the Bears are leaning right now. So we're definitely going to be doing oh. a lot of research. We're going to be checking it out. We are down to our final minute. So we want to thank everyone that tuned in to Football Fan Rush Radio today. Thank you all the Bears fans that sent. Tons of questions. I didn't even get to get them all out. So we will be on our Facebook page at Football Fan Rush Radio and Twitter at Football Fan Rush. Next week we will talk about what happened in today's wild card matchups and also we'll be focusing on the Vikings, the coaching changes, the players that are free agency, and much, much more. So I'm your host, Cass, from Football Fan Rush Radio. That's the co-host, Mike. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and happy wild card game Sunday. Goodbye.